Hi, I'm Laura. Hey, I'm Stefan, and you're listening to Attributed, a podcast library by Dream Data. The purpose of it is to store and share all the knowledge that we have gathered across Dream Data employees through our LinkedIn Lives, podcasts, and webinars. The typical topics you'll find here can be stuff like marketing, sales, B2B ads, operations, social selling, maybe. Hey, everyone. Thanks for, for tuning in with me and uh, Maiva. Today, we're going to talk about uh, what is actually was my first love in, uh, in marketing, which is uh, SEO. I fell in love with it because there was kind, of, was kind of a recipe. And if you repeat the recipe, then you actually can see tangible results as well. But uh, yeah, Maiva, just to warm up, uh, maybe you can just do a quick introduction of yourself and why this topic is of interest to you and maybe why you, yes. you know something about it as well. All right. Well, I, I didn't know that SEO was your first love. <laughs> That's nice to know. Um, yeah, so Maiva Cifuentes. I'm the CEO and founder of Flying Cat Marketing. We're an SEO and content agency for growth stage B2B SaaS companies. And SEO was one of my first loves. I kind of went into content first and then I was like, wait, how do people find this? Mm. <laughs> and then uh, SEO was the one that just made the most sense. Like you said, it's the most predictable, it's the most repeatable out of the organic channels that exist. Um, it's really like if I put X in, then Y will come out. Uh, so I really like that kind of security that comes with it. And uh, yeah, that's me. I'm kind of curious, how did you settle kind of the targeting just for your agency, just before we move on to more tactical stuff? A journey? I don't know. I kind of fell into it. At first, I was in very, very specific BD SaaS, which was vacation rental technology. Yeah. And that's because one of my first clients was in the vacation rental space. And this was even before I started the agency. I was actually freelancing and doing a lot of just managing that whole blog. And I somehow ended up managing a mastermind event in Cartagena in Colombia. <laughs> um, and I met a lot of the influencers and important people in that space. And I just realized that they didn't have the technology providers. I prefer the technology than the other kind of vacation rental service or, or suppliers, whatever. They didn't have an SEO agency or any of that kind of provider in the space. So I became the go-to in, mm. in that space. Uh, and that worked really well, but I started getting more interested in other kinds of B2B SaaS. The vacation rental space is really small and it just gets really repetitive. And so I started getting more into marketing technology, sales tech, HR tech, and there's just a lot more space for scale there. They're more heavily funded. Many different kinds of industries are, are using them. So it just widened the scope a little bit while still st staying within B2B SaaS. Yeah. Okay. And what are the typical projects that clients would then come to you? What are they uh, What are they trying to achieve or what is the wish list that they, they have when they come? So there's several different things that people might be trying to achieve. We have three different core offers. So one is full service SEO. One is SEO only if they already have a content team and then one is content only. So there's different needs for those different ones. Hmm. For SEO only, for example, when you have your own content team is they see that they're publishing content, they're paying people full-time salaries to write and write, and then they're like, are we being strategic about this? I don't really know. Mm. We're sending it out in the newsletter or we're publishing it on LinkedIn, but we can't really forecast growth and we don't really know if it's getting in front of all of the people that could be consuming it. And after we publish it once, the thing about distributing it that way is... You want to publish it once and you don't want to share it again for another two months or something because you don't want to constantly share the same th the same thing. 
uh, on your social media accounts or distributing other ways. So they're saying, how can we get more and more people to come? And yeah. how are we making sure that we're using this content to its maximum potential? So then we would come in and, and build out that strategy and just make sure that they're the content that they are investing in, the time that they're putting into it is getting seen by as many eyeballs as it possibly can organically as well so that they don't have to keep paying for the traffic. Full service SEO is goals that, that I mean, in SEO in general, goals that they're trying to achieve is I'm getting really nervous about my ad spend going up and I'm putting all of this money into ad spend. Yeah. What if my budget gets cut and I lose everything? Uh, I like I have nothing to work with. If, if, I don't, yeah. if I suddenly don't have ad spend money, and I have not been investing in organic in SEO, then I have nothing. Mm -hmm. So it gets people a little nervous. They want something that's more sustainable. They want to build something that's going to last longer. And they understand that search is still a part of the buyer's journey. So they want to be there and they want to compete and they want to get, oftentimes people tell me they want to get 50-50 parity between paid and organic acquisition. Okay, yeah. That's a big thing that people ask a lot. And they also don't have a big team. So yeah. they... That's why they go working with an agency because they're only a couple of people, especially now. So they're trying to find a way to just give themselves the space to be a little more strategic, work on growth and bigger picture stuff, and then make sure that the SEO engine is getting built and that they're actually building predictable, predictable revenue source. Right? Sometimes there are some random goals. It's not they say that it's their goal and then we have to dig in a little deeper. They're like, I really want to rank for this keyword. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Why though? Yeah. <laughs> and so if you say why a few more times, then you discover the, the real goal, which is generally going to be, I want a sustainable way to grow yeah. revenue. Like just if we can open the, the bucket of this SEO stuff, like for example, we, we, we write all the time, but it's not kind of a dedicated tactic that it's actually a lot of people that comes through the, the search engine where we're doing what you're saying, like, let's produce stuff we then share it on the internet, move on to the next topic. And then we share it on, on LinkedIn and Facebook, et cetera. So what are the things that the, the different tools we then have, if we, we have like a steady content production, but we actually want to ensure that it also gets organic traffic uh, yeah. afterwards. So you have to decide, you, SEO can't be the afterthought. You can't create content and then be like, oh, maybe I can pop in some keywords in this. Mm. You have to decide that SEO is going to be a business strategy to begin with because the kind of things that you're going to build are going to be different. So what I mean by that is, I, how, are you, how are you coming up with content topics right now? It's mainly driven by, uh, I would say... A large chunk of it is like what our salespeople hear, the questions they get asked. Yeah. And then the other chunk might be more uh, two, two things, product updates. And then lastly, like thought leadership pieces, you can say, okay. like, we're doing this thing this way because X, Y, Z. Gotcha. So it's, it, it doesn't, it almost never starts by like a keyword research. Yeah. It doesn't have to start by a keyword research. The as keyword research is a part of the research that you have to do but it's not yeah. the strategy and okay. it's not necessarily where you're gonna start per se what you want to start is just understanding what is the opportunity out there in search so i have this analogy that i think helps conceptualize what seo is supposed to do and why it's not just about publishing random pages and then hoping that people are going to come to it so seo is turning your website into an ecosystem that is attracting buyers to it. 
So ideally buy buyers somewhere in the in the journey. I know earlier we were talking about, well, if I start publishing about marketing stuff, then I'm competing with all the marketers in the world, but not necessarily because not all the marketers in the world are in shop for something like Dream Data right now. Yeah. So you wouldn't necessarily be com competing with them for a long time. So it's an ecosystem. You can see it as a city. When I'm first building a city, I'm looking at all of the land that I have available and I'm looking at how many cities nearby, what's the population around here? How many people are going to want to come and live here? Um, so that's kind of checking out your total addressable market. Or you're looking at cities that are in, in a similar area. What can they achieve? What do I think that I can achieve? Yeah. And then every, you, you look at different sets of opportunities, different clusters or different things that you're going to do. And you can imagine that these are each like buildings in your, in your city. So when you're starting, yeah. you want the core revenue generating clusters for example if i were to start building a city i'm not going to start by just building a nightclub and a museum <laughs> if nobody lives there and there's no hospital there's no schools like nobody there's no roads yeah <laughs> what am i doing with a nightclub there you know so but that's what where a lot of people want to start yeah. they want to start by saying i'm going to get this huge really sexy keyword and everybody's going to come well no not necessarily it's not going to start generating revenue that way you have to start from yeah. the bottom so for you for dream data you would start looking at what are all the different core revenue generate generating sections it would mostly yeah. be attribution software uh, how do I measure ROI on this channel? How do I measure yeah. ROI on that channel? Multi-touch attribution, et cetera. There's all these different mm -hmm. things. And you're seeing where are the different clusters that are that are there. So you want to build those out yeah. first. And that's if you're imagining it, you're building your hospital, you're building your school, you're building your houses. Yeah. So it becomes a livable place. Then the internal linking is going to be all the streets between them so, so that Google can get around. And mm. external links is you're linking it to the other cities so that people from the outside can come in and you're connected to them. As you start, as it starts generating revenue, when you've yeah. built these main core pages, then you can start building these other projects, which are not as core and necessary to the ecosystem, but they add a lot of value to it and they interest people and people will go and visit and it gives people a reason to stay. So this is where you go higher up in the funnel and that's where you start doing thought leadership, brand building kind yeah. of things. But it's not going to be a, an engine going until you've built those first initial clusters of pages, done the initial internal linking, and you're yeah. focused on those kind of things. So the thing is, people want to skip that because they're not the sexiest pages to, to build. Yeah. They're not thought leadership. People want everybody to know their opinions. And that's also important. But uh, in SEO, you, you're thinking, think about the whole thing that you're trying to build at the end and what you need first in what order. I don't know if that was too out there of an analogy. <laughs> that was a pretty good uh, analogy. I was actually just before we, we move on, maybe you can brag a little bit about what can actually be achieved with projects like this. I don't know if. Yeah, I mean. Some kind of highlights from your own uh, portfolio. You don't have to name the names if you if that's not feeling comfortable, but just kind of what is the motivation here that we could sure. be achieving? I mean, with some of our clients, we've managed to 4x revenue from SEO within 12 months. We've managed to increase paid signups by 125% within two months mm. before publishing any content at all. So this is re-optimizing things, fixing issues that because they all had already been publishing content. And oftentimes yeah. what you want to start with is just what with what you already have. I think we're going to talk about this later, like what order do you do stuff in? When mm. should you start? Uh, yeah. And sometimes people have been publishing for a while and there's just a lot more gold in what they already have than trying to add new pages on. So mm. um, yeah, 125% increase in paid signups in two months 
Uh, we've done 900, what was it like 987, like a almost a thousand percent growth in traffic in 10 months, I want to say. It does sound nice. Yeah. So it's, it's systematic. Like you said, it's a formula. You think about the end goal and you keep repeating, but you have to make the decision to make it part of your business strategy mm. rather than just like, oh, maybe we can plop some keywords into this. Yeah, maybe that's a good point to, or maybe a good place to go over to kind of whose SEO projects for and when is the right timing and when should you probably be thinking other tactics before this tactic? Yeah, so I wouldn't say that SEO is a tactic. There's a lot of tactics in SEO, yeah. but it's, a, it's definitely a business strategy. But a good time, I wouldn't start it before you have product market fit because okay. you need that user feedback to iterate your product. And while you can get results in SEO faster than people say, it's still not fast enough. The feedback loop is too slow for you to be able to iterate your product as fast as you need to getting mm. those kind of users in. Yeah. So for there, I would use paid just because it's, it's not, you're not really using those channels. You use SEO as a revenue channel, whereas you can use paid channels as just getting users and user acquisition channel so that you can iterate, get feedback and improve the product. Whereas mm. SEO is more of a revenue channel. So you want to be there, you know that it, the product works, you just need to drive more people to it. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't start before you have product market fit. Um, you might also like, you might risk producing a lot of content that around a topic that you're not going to live off yes. a year from now anyway. Exactly. Because everything that you're producing is something that's going to last you. If yeah. you're assets, they're going to keep generating revenue once you've built them. But if suddenly you change and that's not your product anymore, or it's not your audience anymore, then yeah. you've built something that doesn't matter. Yeah, I agree. That's at least a good cutoff point. Like, make sure you you know who you you're gonna be selling to for a long while before like yeah. putting money in here. Definitely, I don't think that applies to all channels, but SEO definitely not organic social. That's a total experimentation ground. At SEO, you're really trying to build these assets and build a product. Basically, yeah. I would also say sometimes not all products are good for SEO if if the user is not aware of their problem. Like if there's some, if it's not something that they wouldn't search for. Ah, yes. Yeah, I've experienced that as well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in the last or it's like they don't even know that they have the problem. And there's That's a lot a... of products like that. It's like, we're a solution to this problem that I'm going to make you discover that exists. Yeah. <laughs> but, we, yeah. we were selling, uh, in my last company, we were selling a screen sharing device. So like goes from the computer up on the screen. And that it like... Nobody's Googling this cable is annoying. So I have yeah. to get rid of the cable to, to get it up on the screen. So we had to use uh, paid marketing instead to get in front of people in, in that way where I think that's like a really good point that if there's no existing uh, search behavior, <laughs> it's yeah. probably not the place to start then. No, I mean, you could create it, but I would create it somewhere else. And then maybe if you get the ball rolling enough then people will start searching for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like some people have just invented concepts and suddenly it becomes really popular and people will search for it. But if it doesn't exist yet, it's not really the channel either. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. Then uh, <laughs> I think a classic SEO question is kind of, how long does it then take from when we, we start and when can we start seeing results? And is it yeah. a time frame of weeks or is it months or years? Even we, we need to think inside of our head about this. So there's a few different ways to look at this. Um, first of all, it's how do you define working 
do you mean full payback of your investment or do you mean that I start seeing some traction and I can start mm. measuring if, if it's going in the right direction? I think that's a good question as well. And let's start with the latter, which is when can we start seeing uh, people entering the pages and yeah. downloading stuff? Generally with it, and like, it depends where you start from. Yeah. Um, so if you are starting from scratch and you've never published anything before and your website's brand new and you're like, I'm going to be the next CRM. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't yeah. exist yet. Uh, then it's going to be a lot tougher to, to, yeah. to get there, right? So that's going to be a slow climb. Um, so I would get, because you have to build topical authority and even the bottom of the funnel pages are really competitive. So you're going to have to go really, really long tail. Or maybe you have already published some content and you're in a space, even if it's a little bit competitive, you have something unique about you. We've seen some clients, like the one that we did, uh, it was 100, 987% traffic growth. This client had done like a little bit of content and they were investing heavily in paid ads. Mm. And they had some pretty big competitors, which was like Zendesk and Intercom, Freshdesk. So it's pretty intense yeah. out there. But they were pretty unique. It's it um, it Stonely, who I'm, our client that I was talking about. Mm. Um, so they're a knowledge base builder mm. and uh, user onboarding, like a product adoption platform. Yeah. So it's weird that those other companies were because these other companies like Zendesk does a million different things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and Intercom does a million different things, but in one or two of their products, it was an overlapping competitor. Yeah. So you just try to figure out what's my niche in this space and where can I build out so I'm not actually in competition with them mm. uh, so much because you want to try not to compete you want to try to find your own way through yeah. to break through and bring that audience to you and not be afraid of getting really really specific the idea is that you want to get as many keywords as possible i'm actually going totally on a tangent right now i have to go back to the question <laughs> how long does it take if you've already been investing in seo and you go in and say okay now i'm going to get serious about it again and i'm going to start yeah. reinvesting in it and you start re-optimizing things. I've re-optimized some pages that were on page nine of Google and in four days, they're on the top of page one. So you can do those kind of things and you can see that kind of traction. Generally yeah. across the board, you can see leading indicators moving in the right direction within the first month, within mm. the first two months. Yeah. Leading indicators are things like impressions and like non-branded impressions, clicks, rankings you can see those from the beginning it's not you're not necessarily going to see the conversions and the revenue at the very beginning but mm. but those leading indicators you can track within a couple of months and if you've already been investing in seo for a while it can be days yeah i think that's a really good point my like have an eye for these leading indicators that is kind of telling you that now the ship is starting to move yeah. in, the, in the right direction so also it motivates yourself to to keep going at yeah. this project what people make the mistake of doing is setting the leading indicators as their goal. So don't wow. confuse wow. those as, as the goal. Traffic and rankings are not the goal because that'll completely change the way that you do the strategy completely. And it'll take it in the wrong direction. And you're not going to be able to justify the ROI if that's the way you want to go. But that doesn't mean that they're not important. And they still are things that you can see moving at the start of the investment. Yeah. So very like tactical question then which keywords do you then pick first so we use use uh, refs. i don't know if that's the right way of pronouncing it but typically i'm looking for like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking at the keyword difficulty like 
how much competition is there here right now and then how much volume is there and then i think the last component might be like gut feeling how relevant is this term for our yeah. business yes no would that be or is there other flavors to kind of how you decide where to to start i would put the relevance factor as the first one it's okay. more important than search volume yeah uh, and i'll t i'll tell you why so let's say you you sell to like Do you only sell to marketers or do you sell to salespeople too? Mainly marketers. Okay, because I had an analogy, but it's about salespeople. But I'm just going to give that. <laughs> I like my analogies. Yeah. I'm going to give the salesperson analogy again. So let's say you sell a sales software to VP of sales. Your main target is VP of sales or sales managers who have been, most of these guys or ladies have been, or other people have been yeah. in the space for 20 years let's say. They've managed a lot of different sales teams. They are really experienced. They're in all of the best online communities about sales. Yeah. They really, really know all of the intricate details about how to do Salesforce reporting, et cetera. Yeah. And then I'm trying to attract a lot of them to my website, right? So I go yeah. on Ahrefs and I'm looking up keywords on there and I see that the keyword sales process has 19,000 search volume per month. And it does. If you look on Ahrefs, that's how the volume that it says that it has. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go after this keyword because it looks really good, right? Because I say I'm going to get a lot of traffic about from mm -hmm. the right people from this. But what happens is, first of all, that's going to be a really competitive keyword because the search volume is so high. So you're going to take a lot of resources trying to rank for that keyword. And that's going to take yeah. a long time because yeah. you're going to be building towards that keyword only with that in mind. Once and if you do rank there, How do you understand the intent of the person who's searching for sales process? What do you think that it yeah. is that they're looking for? Are they looking to build a sales process? Are they looking to understand what a sales process is? Next, do you know who that person is? It could be a high school student for all you know. Yeah. I, like It yeah. doesn't mean anything about who it is. Lastly, do you think a VP of sales that's been in the industry for 20 years, do you think they are Googling the word sales process? Yeah. <laughs> Probably no. not. So yeah. that's the last person that you're actually going to be attracting. So that's, and, but then if you find another keyword that's a lot more specific, like how do I migrate my opportunities from, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how VP of sales, but something super specific that a VP of sales would actually be looking for. The yeah. volume is going to be really, really low, but you know that you're only attracting that person and you know exactly what their intent is. So intent is the number one. Yeah. And a lot of times it is going to be a gut feeling if you understand your, audience really well in the industry really well but i would still check on google, like just google that what you have in mind and see what pops up because sometimes yeah. you realize it's totally off i remember i had a client who had a this SaaS software that would it would basically get your online communities from social media and it would yeah. bring them all together and do this like gamified if they share things from from your platform from your website then they get points and they can like a reward system thing, but on social media. And they really, really wanted to call it, what was it called? It was like a community online. It was like a community manager or something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but they had this keyword that they really, really wanted to rank for. But then when I Googled it, it was, it ended up being like social care, like trying to help refugees and those kind of things and that's what google understood what it was and that's what most people yeah. searching understood what it was but they really I, I, wanted to rank for this keyword and i was like it's not I, the right I, one typically i typically use uh, i click images as soon as i've put in the keyword because like sometimes you see yeah. okay well, fuck this is completely off if, if it's this not what i think it is yeah yeah <laughs> so you experiment with it you go go through gut think about the intent search volume 
if it's high, great. If it's low, don't let that deter you. Don't, yeah. if you have the choice between two different keywords, one of them is way more relevant, but the other one has way higher search volume. Always go for the more relevant one. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Yeah. Nice. Um, if we now, now we don't have too much time left, but I would love if you could kind of maybe talk about a few of the, what are the classical mistakes you see out there that is tangible to go home and, uh, and fix? Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest mistakes that I see is too much focus on search volume yeah. uh, and setting the wrong KPIs. So the KPIs that you should set for your SEO team or for your SEO agency or, or as an SEO yourself should yeah. not be traffic and rankings. Because what happens when you do that is you don't care about what happens after the user lands on the page. So you can optimize, you're gonna optimize for search volume over relevance. You're going yeah. to optimize, you're not gonna add CTAs. You're not gonna care how the content's written and you're just gonna track rankings and, and traffic. Whereas if you track for revenue, if you set yeah. your goal to be revenue-based or demo requests or conversions, you're going to go for a completely different kind of strategy. It might not have such an impact on traffic, but it will have an impact on revenue, which is the end yeah. goal. And yeah. you really have to understand how am I, how are my goals as an SEO or as how are, am I giving the goals to my SEO team? Are they aligned with the rest of the business goals? That's the yeah. number one thing that I see going yeah. wrong is the wrong KPIs for SEO. Um, they should be held accountable for the same KPIs as the rest of the whole marketing department. Nice. And what about, is there any of you technical bits that, that, that we can go to our website now? And uh... <laughs> uh, oh, I didn't audit your website before this, but I would say, <laughs> I would say, well, just make sure that this is something I see a lot is they don't put CTAs on the, on the SEO pages. Cause it's, if you're just optimizing for traffic and rankings, you, a lot of people forget to put the CTAs and make sure that it's possible. A lot of people forget to, and make yeah. sure that the CTA is relevant to the search query. Um, yeah. So just understand wow. where yeah. in the funnel the person is. And I like to make it really specific. So even if it's book a demo for every, like if that's what you want the action to be every single time, depending on the search query, if I'm like, how do I report, how do I report our, my SEO ROI as an agency? Yeah. or something like that. Then the CTA, even though it's always going to be book a demo, you could be something like, are you an agency looking to report better to your clients? Yeah. Book a demo. So every time it's like specific to the search. Ah, super nice, maybe. Yeah. I did one where I took, I took the pages and then I looked at how many conversions are on these pages. And then the pages that are below the average, you, I need to consider whether I should add some call to action yeah. here because it's doing below average of our website. Well, I mean, all the pages should have a call to action, but it yeah. depends on what kind. But yeah, sometimes you may need to tweak the call to action. But remember that not all, every kind of page is good. The conversion rate is going to change depending on the kind of page that it is. And yeah. it sounds like you guys do publish a lot of thought leadership and higher up in the funnel. So it's going to convert yeah. lower than different kind of pages. And that's just something mm. that's always going to yeah. happen. I think this is a really good because I, I can think about kind of the, some of the our top SEO pages right now where there's practically no uh, call to action. So you caught, caught us on that Get one. Get in there. Other, <laughs> have, uh, obvious low-hanging fruits for people. Oh, yeah. So before you want to start republish like publishing new content, which yeah. is where everybody wants, they say, I'm going to start SEO. Okay, we're going to publish so much new content. Yeah. We're going to build so many new backlinks. Stop. Look at the content you already have and re-optimize that. Imagine if you could get your conversion rate from 1% to 2%. You wouldn't have to publish any new content and you could already double the amount of leads that you're getting in a month. Imagine yeah. if you could tweak some of the titles, whatever, to get click-through rate 
one yeah. percent higher you're if if you're one uh, percent again you're doubling the amount of traffic you get without having to create anything new so mm. focus on that first bet you could do a whole episode just on how to optimize the click-through rates yeah. to, to the website as well. What is the kind of just, I'm, just because I'm curious, what is the typical thing you can do better with like getting the click-through from Google to your website? So there's a few different things that you can do. I would first check for the search intent. Does it match the same search intent? And basically what I would do is what keyword am I optimizing this for? It's examples. Are people looking for a how-to guide, et cetera? And then make sure that your page matches the search intent. Yeah. Go through Google Search Console, um, look for the other keywords that that page is ranking for, add that, add those words, either ah, little sections yeah. into them, yeah. like expand it a little bit, add them into some subheadings, yeah. make sure that the title is short enough that you see the whole title. So it should be yeah. shorter than 60 characters. Basically, you can find a lot of gold in Google Search Console. <laughs> After you publish, you get the data back and then you can go back in and like add those words and restructure it a little bit and just uh what is there you just oh and one more thing add more internal links from other pages that works amazingly yeah that one is quite easy it's just kind of what is your what are you trying to rank this page for is this word on other pages yeah yeah the search console do you don't normally just take the specific url and then analyze that page or what is it you do there okay well what i do on a quarterly basis is i go through search console and then you can analyze what's in the top what's in position five to 20 for example how can i move those up to the top of page one Mm. uh and then also for new keyword ideas you can see like what has a bunch of impressions but no clicks sometimes that gives you new keyword ideas as well bunch of impressions but no yeah so so this is Uh, what you'll find because uh you're ranking for it somewhere it's like on page 10 or 20 um so nobody's clicking on it but you'll see the impressions are actual it's real data so it's not Mm. like hrefs is hrefs is very underreported but google search console is accurate data so you can get a lot of interesting things there a lot of the keywords you'll see there that have thousands tens of thousands of impressions if yeah, you look them up on hrefs it says that there's zero search volume uh, which is not okay. true really good also cool Myra. i will not uh, take more of your time i think i need to go re-watch the last five <laughs> ten minutes here for the these last really good tangible stuff thank you so much for for taking the time to to share your knowledge with all of us yeah thanks for having me see you next time we hope you like listening to us subscribe to our podcast and the ones that we have been guests on. And if you have any feedback for us, uh, just do let us know. And should there be a guest that you think we should be talking to, then like pitch us. We're looking forward to seeing you.